Well, hello everyone. My name is Ken Carter and I have the honor of serving as the Bishop of the Florida Conference of the United Methodist Church. And I'm really excited about this conversation with one of the, one of the really key leaders in Methodism in Florida, uh, the Reverend Clark Campbell Evans. He's the uh, Director of Missional Engagement for our annual conference. He previously had been a pastor in Tallahassee, the superintendent of the Miami district, and had, had guided the global ministries work in Latin America and the Caribbean, just has a rich background in mission. And uh, the context for our conversation really is the coronavirus pandemic uh, in which we find ourselves. This has greatly affected uh, all of our lives. Uh, it has brought uh, great anxiety, uh, significant suffering, and many deaths to us, and is also having a profound effect on, on our ministries and local churches. And so this is a conversation about what it means to continue to engage in God's mission during this time. And so, Clark, welcome, and just wanted to uh, ask you to introduce yourself and maybe help us get started with this conversation. Well, thank you very much, Bishop. Um, it is really a pleasure to to come uh, onto this podcast with you and to be able to talk a little bit about how in the world we remain um, in ministry in our communities to be the hands and feet of Christ in the midst of this uh, challenging time. Uh, you know, I came across something Bishop uh, Hope Morgan Ward said in a blog she had recently, and I loved the way she put it, where she said, let us make holy use of this unwelcome time, going deep in our reflection, going wide in our concern, going carefully in our ministry. And I just loved the way she put that, uh, because as we are trying to figure out how to continue to be the church. It's really important to keep that balance between going wide and also going carefully. Amen. Uh, so as, um, as you're going about this work and in maybe in practical ways, how can we be engaged in the mission, the hands and feet of Christ, when we also know uh, the very real call to physical distancing or social distancing. I, I think that indeed is, is a part of the challenge in this moment. When you take the touch dimension out of a, out of a ministry, it really does change how you think about it and how you can engage in it. Uh, I have been incredibly impressed with the way that churches across Florida have really taken that seriously and are finding ways to tweak their ministries so that they can still uh, reach out in the community and at the same time keep themselves and the people that they're serving uh, safe. Um, the, the missional engagement team at the conference has begun to curate some examples of what churches are doing across the conference in both rural and urban areas, across the beautiful diversity of our, of our different congregations, uh, looking in uh, churches small and large. And you can find those curated examples up on the missional engagement webpage at the, uh, on the conference webpage. 
Right, and that's uh, flumc.org. Uh, and just just a little note uh, before we move on, I would encourage our listeners, uh, if you just want to, after you've listened to this podcast, uh, and if you haven't listened to the others, uh, we had a great conversation with uh, Megan Killingsworth recently on really the, the vulnerable who live around her church, which is First Church in Sanford, that she and her husband David uh, serve. And, and she talked about uh, what the vulnerable have to teach us, uh, what, what those who are returning veterans and people with addictions and the, the homeless. Uh, and then also with uh, Alan Stanton, uh, a conversation about rural churches. And so those are both available to us. So, so Clark, why don't you just share a couple of uh, sort of lived living examples of, uh, of where you've seen uh, the mission of God continue, even in the midst of this time of constraint? Uh, I, I think about Jupiter to Cuesta, where Susan Gray serves as pastor. Their, their congregation already had a partnership with a local uh, elementary school in an impoverished community. And so uh, that school, even though they're closed, the, the school decided that they would start providing food to people in their neighborhood. And so rather than reinventing the wheel, um, Jupiter Tequesta decided that they would just start raising foods that they could take and drop off at the school for distribution. Or I, or I think about um, Al Merritt, um, a lay member at Kendall in Miami, um, and that church's connection overseas with a ministry in Jamaica, and um, that the ministry is a job training program for young adults to help prepare them to move out and be independent in the world. And Kendall's been involved with that for a while, but they just realized that with the coronavirus, they're not going to be taking their mission trip there this summer. So they took all of the resources they had raised at a gala that they had and decided to send it to the organization in Port Antonio, Jamaica, the PAVE organization that they partner with, and, and make that those resources available as scholarships for these young adults who've just graduated but aren't finding jobs. Right. Uh I'm, I'm as you talk, Clark. I'm just thinking about other conversations I've been in recently. Uh, we one of our podcasts is with Mickey Wilson, who's serving as our treasurer, and he 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 just began by saying many churches have a kind of a rainy day fund sometimes in in their missions budget, uh, a rainy day fund. And Mickey said, right now, in among many, it's just pouring. Uh, uh, that's well said. You, get, you gave we we do not need mission funds uh, sitting in accounts right now, and this will be true through the summer. and And this is sometimes an experience that can be in uh, a church of a very few members or a large church. That if that you know the cries of the people uh, uh, either through uh, the suf- physical suffering and health or loss of work uh, or, or just the access people don't have to basic services. Um, uh, this, is, this is a time really for, for us. Um, our friend Sue Harper-Johnson, Bishop Sue Harper-Johnson, who is in North Georgia, the bishop, uh, their conference has, has surfaced the hashtag lean into the connection. 
Um, you are a very connectional person. Mission is very connectional. And just how do you think the connection uh, is important in a time like this? Well, I, I just am so aware of the fact that because we are a connectional church, uh, we have that ability to be connected to one another and sharing best practices and in, uh, learning from others. We, we have that ability to, to realize that the, you know, it is the collective work of the connection in ministry that allows us to be in so many more places uh, than we would be if we were doing it all on our own. Uh, I love the fact that North Georgia is using that hashtag and think, uh, and also liked your idea of us, us beginning to use that hashtag here in Florida as well. I, I was thinking of uh, the, the way people are also, our churches are kind of leaning into things that they're learning from others, uh, like, their, like their partners out there in the communities. Uh, I, uh, I think about, um, you know, the village church in North Fort Lauderdale, uh, where Pastor Andrea has, uh, this was a few weeks back now, but she, uh, she was really trying to lean into uh, the need in that moment um, and uh, did a kind of a creative thing, realizing that hand washing was really important and um, so she pulled the youth together. This was before all the social distancing was in place and they, and they made soap one Saturday and wrapped it up and took it around to people in their neighborhoods with a little card, encouraging people to wash their hands and stay safe. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that's really wonderful. And you, you've really given us a number of models of what local churches are doing. Uh, if, if someone wanted to see, just just a variety of uh, of different models of mission that are going on around Florida. Could you remind them again of how they might do that? Sure. If if you go to the website flumc.org forward slash missional engagement, there on the landing page, we are we are beginning to curate some amazing stories there of what different churches are doing. Uh, you can see some of these that I've mentioned, but frankly, uh, we're getting dozens every day of churches that are doing some really creative things like like um, Faith Primera Iglesia in Tampa with Ernesto Machado as the pastor who, who uh, is providing weekly supplies of food, rice and beans and pasta and chicken to, to neighbors in need, the Latino community in Tampa the people around that church. Now they have to kind of schedule times uh, in which they can come in because they only allow a few people in the, in the fellowship hall as a, at a time to pick up the bags to take home. Um, or branches in Florida City, which has packed food boxes and they, they're actually doing it as a drive-by. Uh, cars pull up, they pop their trunk without inter- any physical interaction with anyone uh, these boxes of food are placed in the trunk and they drive away uh, with with the goods that are there to help them during this during this isolating time. Right, right. And we want uh, those listening to know that um, we uh, have we are having coaching calls each week with the 
pastors of our conference. The superintendents are, are leading those coaching conversations. They happen each week. Uh, I was on one this morning, just uh, welcoming people, listening in uh, early this morning. And uh, one of the key questions is about who are the vulnerable people in our local churches and, and surrounding us. Uh, and I, and I, I didn't want this, um, this uh, conversation to conclude uh, without saying that, you know, often our, our approach is how we help other people. Uh, we, are the, we are those in mission. Other people are, are those receiving our mission. But I also want anyone listening to this to, to also know that in this time, uh, we ourselves may be the person who is in need uh, of, uh, of the church and in need of the gifts of others. And we are a, we're communities of giving and receiving. And so, so I also hope anyone listening to this, if you have a tangible need, you'll, you'll reach out to your pastor and let them know and, uh, or to someone in your church and let them know uh, because we, we do believe that God provides for our needs, that God's grace is sufficient. And, you know, uh, uh, many times we, we, we come across as the, uh, the persons who have abilities and capacities and resources, but sometimes life comes along and there's a major disruption and that's what the COVID-19 is, perhaps with work, perhaps with health. So I wanted people to hear that uh, as well. Any, any just last word, Clark, you want to share? Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I just thank you for that because I think that uh, you're highlighting really a healthy theology of mission and, and it was a good reminder. Um, one more example I want to give before, before just saying some uh, concluding words, uh, and that is that, you know, one church, Grace on the Island in Venice in the Southwest District, they, they simply leaned into a partnership by turning outward to people on the front lines of health ministries and asked, what do you need? They leaned into these partnerships and said, what, what do you need right now? You're in, on the front lines of these ministries, and how can we help? And what they realized was that, that many of those places just needed face masks. So they have a dozen women in their church where the only thing they are doing is sewing face masks and finding a way every day or every couple of days to take those to the, to the places that need them. Let me just say I've, I've enjoyed the conversation, but before I go, I just wanted to thank uh, my partners in, in this ministry of missional engagement. Isel Rodriguez and Pam Garrison, Molly McIntyre, Heidi Aspinwall, and Aaron Fry. Uh, for they're the ones, along with this collective work of helping to curate these stories of best practices. And I also wanted to encourage um, that if folks have examples of that, to, to not only send them to us, but also post them on Facebook, the examples of how your church is finding creative ways to be in ministry outside of the walls of your congregation in these challenging times. And when you do that, add the hashtags, uh, lean into the connection and FLUMC so that we can track what you're doing to make God's love tangible in our community in these times. Thank you, Clark. Uh, and thank you all for listening and God bless. Thank you.